0: Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Whole Heart of Business Show. I'm so delighted to have Liz Wilcox with me this week. I've been such a massive fan of Liz's work. She has really helped me with a lot of email marketing stuff. And I think she's going to really help you guys as well. Liz, I wanted to hand over to you. Do you want to just tell us a little bit about yourself and a bit about why you love email marketing? Yeah.
1: Hey, friends. So you know that feeling you get when you listen to an amazing podcast like Laura's and there's some wild woman talking about email marketing? And saying, oh, for every dollar you spend with email, you can get 40 bucks in return. So you get really excited, you go to your ESP, you go to login. I'm gonna write my newsletter today. And then you open it up, and then you feel probably silly because you have no idea what to write. Well, I help eliminate that problem. My name's Liz Wilcox. I am obsessed with email marketing. And one of the reasons I love it so much is that it has helped me come out of poverty in a fun way where I can be myself and I can attract amazing people like Laura into my world and have fun and all the while make money doing it.
0: Yes, to that. I think that sounds amazing. And I think that's something that a lot of the people who listen to the show will really resonate with as well. I've got a lot of people in my community, I'm guessing it's probably going to be the same with yours, Liz, who find social media really difficult right now <laughs> for lots of different reasons and who know that building, and obviously you can, you can use social media to help you build your email list, but from the point of view of not necessarily having to be a slave to social media, I think that building an email list creates so much more sustainability in your business. Is that something that you found yourself as well and with the people that you work with that there's a bit of a turn towards focusing more on their email-based Marketing.
1: Oh yeah. I wouldn't be a proper email marketer if I didn't tell you you don't own social media. You don't yeah. own your followers. You have no control. At the time of this recording, Elon Musk is exploding Twitter. Yes. Right? Or imploding. <laughs> it's much imploding. And and Twitter is a giant platform that's been around for a very long time, right? Yeah. And all of a sudden it's its social structure it's quote unquote like online society has caved in on itself and yeah. people that use twitter for their business and for their credibility and all of that that's kind of i don't know up in the air right now but with email marketing you own your email list you can choose mailchimp today convert kit tomorrow and it's this more intimate space online yeah. every social media has its own filter, so to speak, the way it sees the world, the way it works, right? Twitter, I know a lot of journalists and professionals use that. LinkedIn, it's career-based. Instagram has a different feel to it than Facebook, right? But with email, you get to choose the filter. You get to choose the tone, the feel of your emails. And therefore, you know, the right people, people that Will like you, will get to know you, and will trust you. Opt in and continue, continue opening your emails over a lifetime.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's something I've really found in my own business as well. And that it's just such a more, it's just a more cozy space, I think, to connect with people. And it doesn't feel as loud and shouty as a lot of social media platforms these days, which just feel really loud and noisy. And I think when we're able to connect with people in their inboxes, it's just a different quality to that, isn't there?
1: Oh yeah, you're going to have many different kinds of conversations in the inbox, right?
0: Yeah. If
1: Lori emails me today, she's probably going to speak a little differently, differently than if it was a Facebook comment yeah. or an Instagram DM. It's just this more intimate channel where people truly open up and truly spend time. They're not. It's not like Facebook where it's trying to distract you to get you to click again. Email yeah. and just sit there for you. And um, there's nothing distracting when you hit the reply button. Mm. It's not popping up another email. Uh, don't forget Liz is down here. It's just letting yeah. you reply. And so you tend to open up more.
0: That's such a good point. I think about social media, because it is constantly wanting you to move on to the next thing to stay engaged, whereas there's none of that in email, thankfully. And one of the, the things that I've really enjoyed using in my business over the last few years has been blogging in order to grow my list. And I know that a lot of the people listening are always, I think, we're always wanting to grow our list. I think that's one of the things that we're always wanting to focus on. And for me, blogging with freebies and Pinterest has been something that's worked really well for me recently and over the last few years. What's your favorite way to be growing your list at the moment? And what are you seeing to, is working for others around list growth? Yeah. So the
1: thing I want to tell you about list growth is do what is fun for you. There are so many ways to grow your list, but the way that I grow my list might be terrifying for you. You're listening right now. I grow my list by going on podcasts. I do a ton of interviews I got up at 5.30 in the morning to do this interview. (laughs) That's how dedicated I am. Yeah. Yeah. But I love talking to people. I love getting Mm -hmm. to know the hosts. I love the idea of you listening in your car, really just taking, getting excited about email for the first time. And so I love spreading the email gospel in that Mm -hmm. way. But to you, interviews might be terrifying. I know for me at first, it was like, oh my gosh, there's no way. I remember the first podcast I did, my voice was shaking the whole time. I couldn't even listen back. I was like, oh my gosh, this has been a disaster. So maybe start off guest blogging, or I think, Laura, you mentioned Pinterest, even networking. God, if you're going to stay in this game of coaching, you have to have friends. You have to have people that are going to help you out. So one thing that I think is underestimated Mm is just simply getting to know people In your niche or niche adjacent, and doing things together, you know, oh, I'll share your—I call it link sharing. I'll share your freebie if you share mine. Yeah, Uh, podcasts or maybe webinars or Mm -hmm. even social sharing, and just really building up those relationships. Maybe not be as oh yeah, share my freebie, share my freebie, but just genuinely getting to know the person and creating that relationship down the line. You're. Going to help each other out. I know I just, we're recording this right after Black Friday, and there were some people sharing my offer that I didn't even know were affiliated with me. It was just someone, either a member or someone, you know, that I had met a couple of years back and we had stayed in touch. I cannot emphasize the power of friendship, the power of getting to know people in your industry and helping each other out. That's how I've really grown all my lists.
0: And that's it. I think that's such an amazing way to do it. And I think that collaborative spirit is such a much more positive space for a lot of people to work from. Because, you know, I think a lot of coaches when they start, like it's this, know your competition and things like that. But actually, it's a much better way to think of it is like, how can I collaborate with people and how can we help each other? It's a much nicer nicer way of doing it so yeah and I definitely agree with having doing something that's fun that's a big part of my philosophy is when we do things that we enjoy we're going to get much better results and we're going to engage with it much better rather than dragging ourselves to try and do something that is not going to feel very comfortable <laughs> but oh my gosh totally yeah. And I think a bit like you said, though, when you did your first podcast, it was scary. But I I think you know when something's like a good scary or a bad scary. Oh, yeah, definitely. (laughs) And then when it comes to email marketing, kind of in general, like people email on the list and so on. Do you see any typical ways that people could improve or any mistakes that people make? I always use the word mistakes because I think in business, everything's an experiment anyway. But is there anything that you tend to say people typically do that you would advise people to do slightly differently? Is there anything like that?
1: Yeah, I see a lot of, and I'm not a coach, so I'll say it. I see a lot of bad welcome sequences. I think that we tend to overthink, right? Mm-hmm. when to want to give the world, and that's awesome, especially as coaches. We want to over-deliver, right? But especially in the welcome sequence, y'all, yeah. I want you to remember it's a newsletter, not a novel. We don't have to put, try to put every, yeah, write it down, write that one down. We don't have to try to put everything into every single email, especially in the welcome sequence. I always teach something called the email staircase. So first you've got a follower, right? You find them on social media, podcasts like this, wherever you're networking with people, get them on your email list. And then again, turn them into a friend. We've used that word a few times. And once you have an email list full of friends, you can turn them into customers. You can basically say, hey, Laura, I know this about you. So I created that. Would you like it? Yeah. And that's the email staircase, follower, friend, customer. The point of all that is in the welcome sequence, remember, they are not our friends yet. They don't care about, you know, all these big things, why we got into business, why we do the thing that we do, how we got into the game, so to speak, Mm -hmm. will all come later. Or they can just click over to your about page, wherever you've got it, right? If they're really that interested, they will find that information. You don't have to put it in front of them. So instead, just walk them through a welcome sequence that shows a little bit of your personality, right? Mm -hmm. Actually as coaches, people want to work with people they feel good about, that they have something in common with. Share a little bit of your personality. Number two, share your vision for your people. Laura, have you seen Forrest Gump? We've all seen Forrest Gump, right? Yeah. You know, when Forrest is running and he's in the desert or something and there's all these followers behind him, just just running with him and he turns around and... I think I'll go home now. <laughs> and everybody just shrugs. They're like, okay, that is not real life. Your following will only continue to follow you if they know where the heck they are going. Yeah. You have to share the vision with your clients. So if you're a fitness coach, you know, I'm gonna make sure guys doesn't feel like a chore anymore. That's my vision for you. For yeah. me, it's if nothing else. You learn how to make money with email marketing. That's my vision. I share it right up front in the welcome sequence. So people know, okay, yes, I'm in or uh, I'm not ready to commit yet. I'm still taking this Instagram course or whatever. And then they can unsubscribe or save my emails for later or whatever they want to do. Right? but we have to tell them the vision up front so they can get on the bus with us. Then the third thing is just your values. And this is especially important for coaches. And this isn't saying spew your politics everywhere. We see how that's working on social, right? Don't do that. (laughs) Share. There are certain principles that you have, certain values that guide the way you work, guide the way you do business. Share something in your welcome sequence about that. For me, one of my one of my biggest values is affordability. I really believe in inclusivity and I believe that has to do with pricing sometimes. And I think Laura, she's a member of my membership. It's $9 a month, unless the USD plummets tomorrow. I don't see myself ever increasing the price and that and I share that in my welcome sequence. So think about wh- especially as a coach, you probably already have one or two that, oh yes, I'm guided by this principle. Share a little bit of that in the welcome sequence. So the people that are also guided by those principles are like suddenly, oh yes, Laura is the one I'm totally in. I can't wait for her next email.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, that's amazing. And I think, it is that you're absolutely bang on about coaches, you know, about about people who are going to work with coaches. You want them to like you and get to know you, but without you having to pretend to be someone that you're not, obviously. But I think having that in the welcome sequence is such a good point because we can do so much in that space when people have just joined us. That's really helpful advice. Thank you, Liz. That's amazing. I'd love to just chat a little bit about a $9 membership because, as you said, that your one of your values is affordability, and you've you've obviously got like a wildly successful business based on this very low cost membership. So how did you decide to create something like that at that price point?
1: Yeah. So all at the top of the hour when I said, you know, that feeling you get when you sit down and you have yeah. no idea what to write. That was me. I was sitting down to write my newsletter one day. And. I I w- I was used to be a service provider. So I was doing copywriting for people. And that month I had signed $20,000 in business. Now coming from where I came from, single mom, working two, three jobs, I worked two jobs in high school to support the family. $20,000, I should have been on cloud nine. There was something in me that said, okay, now you have to fulfill $20,000 thousand dollars worth of copywriting liz that's a lot of work and so instead of celebrating i was feeling anxious i felt chained to my desk for the next few months as i Mm -hmm. signed these contracts and then on the other hand i was building this email list i was taking my own advice okay one day this email list is going to support me and i can retire my copywriting and i can just teach people email right and so i sat down to write my newsletter And I've got all this swirling in my head. And I thought, what the heck do I say to these people? Most of them aren't going to be able to afford my copywriting, my VIP day anyway. Yeah. And I had this idea for a template membership. And I started thinking about the percent of customers on my email list, because that's very important to me, and why people weren't buying. I had a couple different products and people bought, but not as many as Liz Wilcox would have liked. I'm one of those people... If you go to my website, you'll be able to tell immediately. I'm one of those people that's just born to break records. So to speak. <laughs> like I don't go, I don't go for average. And so I thought these are average, but what, like this, especially I do something very meta, like this should be above average. What the heck's going on? And Then I thought about my real big why. Like I said, email at the beginning, email really brought me out of poverty. It really changed my life. And I thought if there's just one person out there on the email list that feels like me, like I've got to make this work or I don't know what I'm going to do, then what can I create for them? And so I created email marketing membership. I literally just wrote up an email the subject line was, can I have $9? And I said, I'm thinking about writing this newsletter template membership where I give you a newsletter every single week, and it'll be like Mad Libs, fill in the blank type of situation. I'm going to charge nine bucks because I thought nine, even if you don't have a lot of money, that $9 is, much easier to let go of than any other price. Yeah. So it's going to be nine bucks. You're going to get XYZ all template. I'm going to throw in a live q and I think there was something else like guest experts. What do you say? Can I have $9? And I had 30 people sign up the first day. And in the first 30 days, I had 100. And at <laughs> the time of this recording, I think about 21 months later, I just hit over 2,600 wow. uh, members. Yeah so pretty wild stuff
0: yeah it's amazing and that's such a nice story I love how that all came about that's amazing it just goes to show that you know that that things don't have to be super expensive or super high ticket to still get some really good results and to offer some people some things that are really accessible I think that's amazing
1: Thank you. Yeah. And it all goes back to the list building. The thing I didn't mention was list building and growing your programs. It's all about visibility. They're not the same list building and visibility. I'd like to think of them as you remember Mary-Kate and Ashley Olson or Tia and Tamara, (laughs) the twins from the 90s. They're not the same, but they look very similar. (laughs) So the more you can get your name out there, your freebie, your email list, your business, however you want to look at it, the more you can get that out there, the more successful you're going to be. And within 21 months, 2,600 members, that's wild. But I've really taken my visibility very seriously. Like I said, doing interviews and such. And even again, networking, but I would not have seen success if I hadn't taken my list building and my visibility seriously. I could still have that original hundred people and yeah, that would be great. But I knew I wanted to reach more people and I knew I wanted to, that was my passion behind it Yeah, was yes, let's just get going with email. Again, if you're some kind of health coach it's Mm. just want you to do that first step this was my first step like for my people and so I just went a little wild in finding as many people as possible
0: and I think what's a really great example with your membership Liz is it's It's so good in terms of obviously what you provide in it. And it's so helpful and it's so practical that people really want to shout about it from the rooftops, especially at the price that it's at. So I think I found out about you via Elizabeth Goddard, who I've worked with, who for anyone listening, she's a UK based online business strategist who I've worked with. And I think she was singing your praises in one of her Facebook groups. And that's how I got to know you. So I think it's when people, and obviously I talk about your stuff, and I think it's when people get to use and enjoy and have really good results with what it is that you offer, they are so compelled to share it.
1: That's so true. Write that down. That's such, And that has been a strategy, what Laura just said about the membership, it being one of those wild things like, oh, I can't believe this is a real thing. Yeah, and, I, and it sounds weird for me to be saying that, but I'm only saying that because I get emails on the daily now that are like, oh my gosh, you're not charging enough or well, yeah. you're crazy. But honestly, I've made, even just in Black Friday, I made nearly six figures from this yeah. little $9 membership. I have a special Black Friday sale that I do, but it's that's wild, right? But it's all st- I stuck to my guns about mm-hmm. it. Even my business coach was like, Liz, what do you think about $10? $11? $11. $11 has <laughs> to be 9 And so I, this isn't email related, but in your marketing, I really advise people to do what feels right for them and what feels good in your gut and practice discernment. Even when I said, Oh, with the list building, do what feels fun, like mm-hmm. really take everything with a grain of salt and filter it through your own discernment.
0: I think that's such an important thing because there's always going to be, as I think you've said you said before, there's so many different ways to grow your business or to grow your list and so many different things that you can do. But I think when it's aligned for you, that's when you're so much more likely to get results. I think when you're doing something that feels right and obviously your gut feeling was right with the $9. <laughs> <laughs> but the $9 yeah. thing
1: was absolutely yeah. bang on. And, and that might not work for everybody. Not everyone wants mm-hmm. to be, I don't know, in the spotlight, so to speak. Like mm-hmm. really had to put myself out there and get very comfortable with being uncomfortable and getting in as many places as possible. That's not for everyone. I'm an extrovert. Yeah. Yeah. And so you might like one-on-one work. And so you don't need to go out and do a hundred interviews the way my business needs me to do. Yeah. So really, I even yesterday, I had a one on one with someone. And she was saying something about bundles. She'd love that's another way to build your list is yeah. to get a bunch of people together. And you can give away something paid or free or whatever. But it's basically a big old list, where people go in and grab what they want. Mm-hmm. And she said, Oh, yeah, I love bundles. I love bundles. I said, I hate bundles. I'm never doing a bundle
0: <laughs> again. And I said, yeah. I never
1: get, I never see results. And she was like, Wow, really? I have the last bundle I did, I got X subscribers. I made like a thousand bucks. I was like, What? <laughs> and, but that worked for her business, her industry. And for some reason, in my head, I just can't, can't figure it out. So I just, have stopped doing them so yeah to laura's point do what feels right for you and i'll add to that don't be afraid to experiment try something out try it out maybe even twice and then you'll know for sure if it's for you
0: yeah oh no absolutely and then just to start wrapping up this lovely conversation i always ask my guests at the end of one of our chats is what does success mean for you? So I'm really into the fact that we've all got our own versions of success and our businesses kind of help us to achieve that and facilitate that. So what's your version of success, Liz? Oh,
1: this is such a perfect segue speaking of what feels good for you. (laughs) For me, my success, my personal definition of success is to be an example of what's possible for other people. Growing up, I had Absolutely zero role models of rising above your circumstances. And I guess no shade to my mother. I love her, but she didn't have the resources or the know-how or anything to get us out of our struggles. And when I first started my business, and even I grew up, I was also mute as a kid. I'm going all over the place here, but And when I learned I could speak and talking to you right now, you never would guess that, right? Yeah. And when I learned that was an inspiration for others, that turned into a real drive for me to say, okay, I'm going to take the lead here. And maybe as coaches, y'all can relate. I'm going to take the lead here and I'm going to show these people Whoever decides to look at me, I'm going to show them exactly what is possible, that they are capable of more than they know. And so that's what drives me every morning, every time like Laura and I were chatting before we hit record. And she said, Oh, yeah, I love the membership. I write my emails. That brings me so much joy because I just wanted people to see what was possible with email. And just get started, and that's what drives me every day. I feel so freaking successful in it, and that's also why I have built my business the way that I do because I want as many people as possible to see what is possible.
0: Yeah. Oh, I love that. That's lovely. Thank you for sharing that with us. That's that's yeah, amazing. Thank you for asking. Yeah, and like you say, you really walk your talk. I think that's another thing that I think that's a such a big thing for people that connects us with people is that you really walk, you talk, I think with all of this, which is amazing. And and like I said, the membership is awesome. So I will make sure that there's links to all of that kind of stuff, but where can people find you online, Liz? And we'll make sure we we'll put links in the show notes as well.
1: Yeah. So you can, I'm an email marketer. You, I want you on my email list. Yes. So you can go to <laughs> LizWilcox.com. I'm unash- unashamed about it. lizwilcox.com You can hit the hot pink button in the top right-hand corner. You cannot miss it. And we were talking about that welcome sequence earlier, personality, vision, values. You're likely driving or doing dishes. You didn't have time to write that down. When you hit that hot pink button, you're going to get an entire welcome sequence already written for you. You can take out Liz's personality, put yours in, right? Yeah. You're also going to get three newsletter examples, and these are taken directly from the membership. They're going to show you exactly how to get people to click. Another one is designed to get people to reply. And the third is designed to get people to buy directly from your newsletter. And if that's not enough, you also get 52 subject lines completely for free. Check it out. LizWilcox.com. Hot pink button.
0: Oh, thank you so much. That's amazing. And that, and those like freebies sound absolutely incredible. And I'm sure there'll be lots of people listening who will be definitely jumping on that and making their lives with email much, much easier. So thank you so much, Liz. It's been really lovely to chat to you.
1: Yeah. I can't wait to see what everybody does with email. Thank you.
0: Thank you.